Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 111. Can you believe we've gotten this far, B-Pimp? It's pretty far, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Detlef Schrempf wear number 11? He did wear number 11. I am liking the continuation of naming the famous basketball players that wore those numbers. Yeah. Once we get to 12, hmm. I can't think of a player that <laughs> number 12. But yeah. No one's ever worn number 12. <laughs> I think so. I think it was retired by no one. Yes. Um, yeah, Detlef, key part of the Sonics teams in the mid-90s, uh, uh, especially that 95-96 team that went to the finals, only to lose to Jordan's Bulls. Um, but great player and still lives in the Seattle area and is very active on Twitter. And had a cool flat top. Yes. Really and cool another theme. We, we mentioned flat tops recently. Uh, definitely. Uh, I was saying Michael Cage had a really cool flat top, but but Detlef Schrempf also did. Even Sean Kemp really early in his career had a pretty cool flat top. Well, and then he had a really sweet high top fade. Yeah. I, uh, no, I got to say, those kind of hairstyles need to come back. They were the coolest era of NBA hairstyles. 100% agree with that. All right. So for this episode, we are talking about our favorite Chicagoland chains, which I could not be more excited to revisit these. We've now lived, uh, Maggie and I have lived in California for almost coming up on four years, which is hard to believe. But this was just taking me back to the place. And I'm sure for your case, like you probably haven't been to a lot of these places during the pandemic. So maybe just a, a friendly reminder of what is out there. And there are some good Chicago land chains, whether they're restaurants, coffee shops, grocery stores. Yeah. No, there's some definitely some good ones. When you think of just a like a Chicago land chain, what's the first thing that comes to mind? You're like that is Chicago. And that's that's you only see it here. I think um, jingles because of we we recently did that. It's going to be stores that have jingles because of the fact that they're in Chicago. Oh yeah, no, that is definitely the case. Also, beef. There's lots of them that have lots of beef. That's what I was going to say. Like I, an Italian beef. I'm sure there are other cities that have them, but you just do not see it with the ubiquitous prevalence. What's the word I'm looking for? that yeah. you would in chicago that's true that is it's accurate we love our beef it's the yeah. city of broad shoulders of beef yep get get you just a nice beef sandwich uh dip it do you like it fully uh what is it called fully dipped when it's just like totally soaking in the au jus i did i was always more of a maybe give me the au jus on the side yeah i it maybe it depends on how fast you can get to it i think that's a problem if you fully dip it and then it's uh, like 10 minutes before you can eat it. It's, if it's fully dipped and then put to the side for a while, it's not yeah, going to last good. too long. Not good. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, that is, I, I feel like one of the most underrated, very Chicago things. Yeah. It reminds me it's, you see it so much in Chicago that I understand. And I've, I've heard this from Chicagoans that they just don't realize it's not a thing in other cities. Yeah. And I, I felt that way with, uh, in Seattle with teriyaki, 
like other cities have teriyaki places, but in Seattle, it's like everywhere all over the place. You just assume you're going to walk down a street and see like two or three places on every block. Once I left Seattle, I was like, oh, nope, just Seattle's like that. <laughs> where's the teriyaki? <laughs> yeah, the, where's the what? <laughs> like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I got to go back to Seattle to get that sweet, sweet teriyaki. Yeah. I mean, I like teriyaki. I don't love it so much that I have to go to Seattle for that. I will say I need to go back to Seattle to get some good Dungeness crab. But, ah. but what this list made me think of is all the things I need in Chicago. And there's a lot of them we try sometimes to replicate like there's there's actually a deep dish place in oakland called zachary's and it's called like zachary's chicago or something like that that isn't bad like there i i don't know where it sits on the chart compared to chicago deep dish places but it's better than a couple of them at least like the low level ones uh but yeah, there's definitely just some Chicago chains that we're missing for sure. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, this is, as we have called it for 111 episodes now, the Whiskey Sessions podcast. Yep. And what I'm excited for is that, unbeknownst to us, uh, we each bought the same brand of whiskey, different types, thankfully. Uh, but it's High West Whiskey. I'm going to be trying the double rye for this episode. You have one for next episode. And what's really cool about this is it's alcohol out of Utah, which is just not the state you think of. It's probably the least alcoholy state in the country, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's out of Park City, Utah. This High West whiskey, I mentioned it's a double rye, a blend of straight rye whiskeys. Uh, it's from the High West Distillery. And it's 46% alcohol by volume. Uh, I like the bottle. Uh, it's got a nice cork. Uh, I'm just going to give it a pop. I wonder, I was trying to determine if this was 750 milliliters. You know, it's a tall bottle, but it's thin. So it's kind of hard to guess. It is 750. Yeah, I like the design. Yeah, I really do too. Give the bottle a quick smell of the cork. I wonder if it's really whiskey because Utah is notorious for not letting people drink. So I, it might just be like caramely water. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, I bought alcohol in Utah before, and this was a while ago. I don't know if they've loosened their laws or if it depends on where in Utah you are. But I did, I was stuck with like a low alcohol beer. I can't remember what the limit was, but it was like 3% or 2.5% or something. So wow. Pretty low. That's almost like yeah. a near beer. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I think, half of just like a standard beer. Um, I'm drinking it in a wine glass, uh, a stemless wine glass, because uh, our normal whiskey glasses were used yesterday, and we haven't done the dishes yet. little peek behind the curtain yeah. for all the listeners. <laughs> Showing you how the sausage is made. <laughs> it does look uh, natural for you to taste and smell out of that glass so i think it works out very well it kind of does work i'm not mad about it yeah the smell is pretty strong i mean we talk about how rye bring it with the spiciness a double rye brings it with the spiciness right on this first smell we might not even be able to finish this because if it's as spicy as i'm expecting you might explode when you taste I might. this uh you're gonna be doing a solo podcast my friend <laughs> Let's see how the taste is after the smell. The taste, it's definitely got a burn. 
Uh, it's not a bad burn. It kind of just shot like, I would say, a, a hit right up the middle. One of those where the pitcher is like, hey, yo, almost got hit in the face. Right through the wickets. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice burn. It's sitting pretty smoothly, though. And the aftertaste is quite even. Let me see if I can pull a couple of notes out of it on the second taste. Yeah, and I'm going to ask when you, after the second taste, is the double rye, is the significance that they're trying to say it's twice as spicy as a, as a single rye? That's a great question, because I, I would not say off the bat that it is twice as spicy as a single rye. But for a rye, I would even say it has a little more kick than I would expect. It feels like it's not... I don't know what the average alcohol level is for a rye. This is 46%, so it's probably right around there. Yeah. Though it it doesn't actually even taste like it's that alcoholic. This could be a Utah trick. I'm just putting it out there. I think it is. I think there's a conspiracy. <laughs> Some trick going out here. But with that said, it's I don't need to take the third sip, although I will, but I don't need to take the third sip to say that this goes on the smooth train for me. All right. I actually really enjoy this. It's, um, I like rice, but you know, in bringing it with the spiciness, there's an opportunity for it to go wrong. And this does not at all, like really even taste. It does, it is spice forward, but not too spice forward. It kind of sits in the back of my tongue and throat for a little bit. And it's just, uh, nice. Not like a, not quite a bourbon-y warming sensation, but it really close. And uh, I enjoy it. And I kind of like this as the vessel for it, too. It's a, it's a pretty light color. And I think it kind of works in this wine glass. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that gives me uh, hope for the next episode when I'm trying another of their products. Yeah. I would... Uh, first whiskey out of Utah, I'm positive of it. And it's, I think, quite good. Glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. Another one for the Smooth Train. We got to get back to our Chicagoland chains. Um, I'm just going to say with my list ahead of time, there's a lot of honorable mentions. It was so hard to order. And I think some Chicagoans out there are going to be upset by my list. Some purists. And just to just to list my Chicago bona fides before we get into it, I'm not from Chicago. I moved to Chicago in 2004, and I lived there through 2017, so 13 years in Chicago. To be fair, I'm not, I was not new to Chicago when I came there. Both of my parents are from Chicago. So I have a lot of Chicago roots, too. Yeah. Uh, so I should, I, I want to throw that in there, too. Before somebody's like, oh, this Bay Area person who's from Seattle is giving their feedback on Chicagoland trains. How dare they? I, I just want to say, granted, I wasn't born there. I don't live there now, but I, I've been around Chicago. I worked for the CTA for crying out loud. I've been yeah. there in the city. And when you were here, you lived in the city proper too. So, I mean, yes. that gives you more. I, Maggie hates this, but I say this all the time. I say, I lived in Chicago longer than you did. Yeah, you did it longer than I did. <laughs> true, by one year, I lived in Chicago longer than she did because she started going to college in 2005. Uh, and then, of course, we moved together. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I have that over her. Yes, you win. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Without further ado, let's get into it. These are our top five Chicagoland chains. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, V-Pimp, what's coming in at number five? My number five is uh, almost certainly extinct, although I'm not positive, Montgomery Ward Department Store. <laughs> I, To be fair, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty positive. Yeah, I think it's gone. I like it because there's something nostalgic about it. The name um, doesn't fit the theme of most Chicago land change, which is like a possessive that ends in an S. Um, this is just Montgomery Ward. But although in true Chicago fashion, most people call it Montgomery Wards or Wards. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a place where they had everything. And if you needed like a window AC unit, a, a fridge, uh, some sheets, like you could just go to Montgomery Ward and you can find whatever you need there. So, yeah. I that's a great pick. I love the Chicago thing of pluralizing everything. Uh, my mom did that to even like Seattle chains and or restaurants. And I didn't know that that was like a Chicago thing to do, but I always said like, why? Like we went to a Chinese restaurant called Sea Garden. She always called it Sea Gardens. I'm like mm-hmm. there's, no, there's one restaurant called Sea Garden. That's it. It's it's we're going over to the sea gardens. Yeah, <laughs> it's always pluralizing it. Yeah. Uh, all right, my number five. This is a a bad start. I feel like because not only am I cheating by giving it a tie to number five, but both of these are not long established Chicago chains either. But I think they're good. They're both donut places. I flat out couldn't decide which I like better, and I kind of forgot which is which. If I'm being truthful. So I had them tied for number five, but it's Stan's Donuts and Do Right Donuts. I love it. Do Right has good vegan donuts. Ooh, good to know. Mm -hmm. I was first pass of this list. I put Do Right a little bit higher. And then second pass, I put Stan's higher because I think I'd actually been to Stan's more often. So I figured I was remembering it better. But at the end, I'm just like, you know what? not really sure i know i like them both let's just let's just put it both at number five yeah i like that i like that choice yeah it's weird chicago is not hurting for upscale donut places we like our donuts here yeah and we and you like them at three dollars a pop that's right we like overpaying (laughs) for donuts (laughs) uh all right what's your number four my number four is another defunct. Uh, this is a more specific electronics type store, but it's service merchandise. Ooh, never. Heard Are you of familiar? It. Okay. No. Yeah, it, it died a, a long time ago, um, probably like the mid 90s, I would guess. But I have a very strong memory of not only we got their catalog, which was extremely way too much it was just a huge catalog and also the thing about service merchandise is that when you went to the store they had this system where you couldn't um in order to buy things it was almost like a small video store where you pull a tag off to have somebody get it for you they had these like cards and you would take the card if you wanted like this stereo or this vacuum cleaner or whatever and you would bring it to someone and they would get it for you so it wasn't like you just pull a box off a shelf i love that system yeah I like, I don't know about you, but a lot of video stores I went to were like that, just video rental places. They wouldn't have the box there. You would have to give them like some kind of tag and they would find it. Yep. 
were. I, I think one video place actually had empty boxes and then they would fill the box with the VHS. God, that's even right. crazier. I didn't trust it though. Cause I was like, I want to watch Tommy boy for the 400th time and rent it every time and never buy it. And if you put it, if you put a different movie in that box, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, great pick. Uh, I, I just really like that system of purchasing things. It's like kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number four. And this one I struggled with the most because it's a grocery store. I actually think as a grocery store, it's not very good, but it's so Chicago-y that I just couldn't leave it off the list. And that's Jewel. Uh, it's just, uh, however people, if they want to say Jewel Asco, if they say the jewels, um, doesn't matter to me. It's just, there's something about it that just speaks Chicago to me. Total like middle of the road grocery store too. But um, it's just been such a part of Chicago for so long that it managed to survive Mariano's coming through where Dominic's could not survive that uh, is, is kudos to them. Uh, so Jewel still going strong. That's an honor- honorable mention for me. And I was on the edge of my seat. I thought it might be a double dip because my number three is Dominic's. Ooh. <laughs> the one that failed. And the reason is because when I was a kid, there was a Dominic's really close to our house and the Dominic's had the video store that was the closest to us. So my okay. parents, my mom used to take me and I would be able to go through and find whatever weird movie I wanted to watch as a kid, whether it was Mac and me or who knows what else nonsense <laughs> I wanted to watch. Never actually seen that movie. It's bad. Don't watch it or, or do watch it, but know that it's terrible. Going into it. The only thing I've ever seen from Mac and me is the one clip that anytime Paul Rudd has a movie that comes out and he goes on Conan O'Brien, it's like a running gag that he shows a clip of Mac and me. Yeah. That's all I know of that movie. It looks ridiculous. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. But they had the tag system, so I, I and they also the Dominic's video store had very weird lighting. It was like almost like a black light, like a roller rink kind of lighting in it, and it was just I have very distinct memories of it. But that was mainly why I put Dominic's number three. I think I, I want to read up, and that's a great pick because if I'm being truthful, like when those two stores, Jewel and Dominic's, existed together, I would rather go to Dominic's definitely. We had a Dominic's by our dorm. Yeah. Well, there was that, yeah, that two-story Dominic's right on the corner of Fullerton and Sheffield. I was there a lot. Yeah, same. Uh, All the time. You know what's hilarious? I went in there three times before I realized it had a second floor. Yeah. I was like, this Dominic's is lacking a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. They don't have any produce. We're in the land produce. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But what's, I think... With Dominic's, at some point, I don't know when exactly they were purchased by Safeway. So they had, and I was coming from Seattle, I was really used to Safeway. We had just Safeway. So all the store brands that also existed at Dominic's, I was really used to and I liked them. Uh, and now in California, Safeway exists again. But yeah, I, I, I think that is one of the reasons that I, I kind of prefer Dominic's to Jewel, just like brand familiarity. But I think it was just a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. And I I feel bad for Dominic's that, and I was part of this problem when I was there, but when Mariano started showing up, it was like a little more upscale, but inexplicably cheaper than Dominic's. And so I thought, well, why would you not go here? So I did. 
Then when Dominic's started closing and going out of business, Mariano's got more expensive. Mm-hmm. They got him. They got rid of him. They absolutely, it worked. Uh, it worked like a charm. Plus a lot of the Dominic's had Starbucks in them. Uh, so got I have to have a coffee while I'm shopping. Yeah, that's good. I've never actually done that. Maybe I should try that. Got to do it. Yeah. Um, all right. My number three, I had to think about this one for a while, whether this qualified, I decided it did. My, my metric originally was do half of the chains stores exist within the Chicagoland region. This is the only thing on my list that where that is not quite the case, but it's quite close as I viewed on their website. But my number three is Potbelly. Oh, good choice. I didn't even think about Potbelly or Potbellies. Yeah, yeah Potbellies, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But I, again, I think this is one of those things where I'm sure Chicagoans would get mad at me. It's not a place that's existed that long. Not your classic Chicago chain. But for a chain sandwich restaurant, I actually think it's one of the best, if not the best. And that's that's all I'm looking for. I liked, I don't want to say they didn't put Quiznos out of business because Quiznos was like uh, more of a national chain. I don't know why Quiznos went out of business. I think they just were incompetent. But Wait, Quiznos is out of business? Well, not completely, but pretty much, right? Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, I think it's, I all I remember is a bunch of Quiznos closing over the last 10 years. Okay. But yeah, Potbelly just does that style of sandwich better. I feel like their ingredients are good. I kind of just like the way the the way a potbelly feels is like just about right. Like they have good um, aesthetics. I don't what's it's but, but a good like warmness of the sandwich sandwich spot. Like I don't like going into subways at all. No, it's like ugh. But potbelly's does it right. Yeah, that that's a good excellent choice, and they're known for like. Don't a lot of people like their peanut butter and jelly, their version of it? Maybe. I've never had it. I like, I almost exclusively get their Italian. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Nice. Maggie's a big fan of their dream bars, which are like 2,000 calories. Uh, but uh, <laughs> definitely good. So it's we bad. have my number two, which is Shoops Hamburgers. Ooh, don't think I've ever had it. Shoops is something I can't eat anymore because there's nothing there that is <laughs> probably uh, vegan friendly. But as a kid, it was one of my favorite places to go. I was like a weirdly picky eater because I'm not at all now. But as a kid, I was and I would get a hot dog, even though it was like a hamburger place <laughs> because their hamburgers are super thin, which like as I got older, I tried them and I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. But for some reason, as a kid, I was like, I don't trust this hamburger. And I had to get a hot dog and stuff, Too which skinny. is definitely hot dogs are definitely more questionable of a food stuff than any <laughs> hamburger. But um, they also served everything in like baskets. So if you get fries for the table, it was like a big red wicker basket of fries. And they have um, jukeboxes, little mini jukeboxes at every booth. So it's just kind of like a dinery type hamburger chain. That's mostly like Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland centric. Nice. I'll have to check that out at some point. My number two is, uh, it's not a double dip, but it is in a somewhat similar vein. As soon as you mentioned skinny hamburgers, uh, and that's Billy goat tavern. Ah, I, it is a chain because there's probably half a dozen of them at this point, but 
I only recognize or go to the one that's in downtown Chicago. Uh, it's like Lower Wacker-ish. It's not right on Lower Wacker, I don't think, but it's basically underground Chicago. Uh, and it's just, I mean, admittedly, it's like a touristy thing because of the Saturday Night Live sketch of uh, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. But it's still, like, we went there a few times, Maggie and I, and then we just, like, kept going back. It's a nice place to just hang out, have a burger, have some chips, have a couple of beers. Uh, and it's it feels just, like, very cozy. And it's also kind of funny because, for whatever reason, the people that work there are super weird. Uh, and they're always, like, pushing more drinks on you, I feel like. Like, the bartender doesn't just hang out behind the bar. He, like, will walk out into the main area and say, like, hey, can I get you another beer? I'm like, I still have, like, two-thirds of a beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, slow down, pal. Slow down. What are you trying to do? <laughs> I think I think they're getting, like, paid on a per-beer basis. I, like, can't explain it. I've never been to one, so this makes me intrigued to go check one out. Yeah, I don't know how the rest of them are. I'm... If I'm being honest, I would think the rest of them are probably a little more vanilla than the original one. So I like I would say if you can go to the one downtown, um, you might even get a little bit lost, like trying to find it. But it's it's like just about perfect. Nice. All right. We are down to it. My number one. Yeah. This is a list which I don't care if anybody questions, you know, the, the veracity of this list because my number one is a store that I know started in Michigan, I think in the Detroit area, but I don't care. It's Meyer. It's the best. It's the best place to go shopping. Um, it's not the best in any uh, quantifiable metric as far as like price, things that they have there that they don't have other places. Service is not particularly great. I just love Meyer. I don't know why. I always have. It's where I'm going to go. I will not never go to a Walmart. I Barf. No, I'll never go there. Sometimes I'll go to like a, there's a place called, um, there's a South side kind of similar place called Waltz. That's like a smaller version of a Meyer. I'll go there sometimes, but Meyer's my, my choice. I love Meyer. It's the best. I think I have only been to Meyer once and it was with you and maybe like more Honan or something. I remember uh, that. And I loved it. Yeah. I don't think, I think there is something to it. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think what's great about it is like, unlike a Target or a Walmart, it is got more good grocery store type stuff. Yes. Uh, but it still has all like the big box elements of those. So it's like, it actually, I think is a better balance than yeah, those you other still, stores. You could still get fishing equipment, um, antifreeze, um, a fish tank, like you can get a lot of stuff, but then you could also get like a full grocery store experience too. Yeah. Like you don't trying to like grocery shop at a Walmart or a, a Target is sucks. Meyer yeah. like figured it out. Meyer's the best. Yeah. That's I think a worthy number one. Uh and it's Chicago y enough. Uh my number one is Lou Malnati's. All right. And it's just it's my favorite deep dish chain by a lot. Um, I think my I think my favorite deep dish place in Chicago is the Art of Pizza, which is on Ashland and like Belmont almost. Um, but it's they are very similar to Lou Malnati's. 
But out of the chains, Little Malnati's, I think, is the best. It's like what made me actually really start liking deep dish pizza. I Maggie will get into many arguments with me because she likes Giordano's better, which is like crazy to me. But she's <laughs> in Chicago for less time than I did. So I understand that she doesn't really know her stuff. Ooh. But like Little Malnati's is the best. By the way, if anyone says Gino's East, they can get the fuck out of here. That is ridiculous. <laughs> they suck. But um, uh. yeah, Lou Malnati's, I think, is just great. I miss Lou Malnati's more than I miss any other Chicago chain. So it, it was just, it had to be my number one. Yeah, I can, I can understand. It's hard. It's tricky for me because I don't eat at any of these places anymore. And I was not even that big of a purveyor of like the Giordano's, Gino's East. Lou Malnati's to have like a super strong opinion about it, but I do know that Lisa loves Lou Malnati's, so and I think she has pretty good taste. Yeah, and their sauce is like perfect. Like it's the kind of sauce where like you literally find like half a tomato in there. It's yeah, just, it's like I love it. Uh, no, they're good. Uh, all right, what do you have for honorable mentions? Oh, I have a ton. A couple. Uh, Jewel and Lou Malnati's are on your list, but then I'm just going to run through these. Oh, uh, Lisa told me that her dad Scott. Shout out to Scott, who's a regular listener, one of our best uh, fans of the Whiskey Sessions. He loves oh, yeah. White White Fence Farm, which oh. is a place that I have never been to, but apparently it's like a fried chicken restaurant. I've heard of it. I haven't been to it either. But if Scott is saying that should be on the list, I, I got to check it out next time I'm there. Yeah, it's a shout out. It's purely shout out to Scott. Hi, Scott. Um, also, Taco Burrito King, Giordano's, Gino's East, Ooh. Harold's Chicken Shack, uh, Al's Beef, Culver's, uh, Garrett's Popcorn, Brown's Chicken and Pasta, Portillo's, Venture, another defunct store in the service merchandise Montgomery Ward vein, um, and Sears. Those are my... Oh, and Shark's Chicken also, and Fish is my is other... a great list. I, I yeah. take... The only thing I'd argue with is like Culver's I mean Culver's is Wisconsin mainly. Okay, that's fine. You can take it off. I still have fifteen. Okay. That's <laughs> still uh like that we have a ton of overlap. I mean mine are Harold's, Portillo's, Owls, which just missed my list. You introduced me to this, I believe. Beggars. Oh yeah, beggars, I forgot. Um grocery store I do like, but is I had to leave it off is Tony's fresh market oh yeah that's a good place that's a good place um parsons chicken and fish that's kind of a newer one that is now has i think three locations uh a sandwich place i really liked i'm nervous will cease to exist soon because they have closed at least one store is captain nemo's you ever been there no i haven't they have like three or four locations in chicago where they did but it is just like a really good sub shop uh my cousin took me there for the first time like i I think within the first couple of weeks I ever was in Chicago and I thought it was great. Hmm. Um, White hen Dominic's. And then the one that questionably not really a Chicago chain, but feels very Chicago to me. Menards. Oh yeah. I Save like that. big money at Menards. Yep. It's only in the upper Midwest. I looked at their store location map and the densest population of where the stores exist by far is Chicago. So I feel okay with that. Yeah, I like that. We, that reminds me, we used to have a place called Handy Andy in the Chicagoland area. That oh, was man. the it was the pre, it was the precursor to a lot of these like uh, Menards and and whatever. And you missed a chance to be there. Like I really did. I yeah. It is tough 
growing up having my name rhyme with candy because Maggie only says it to me ironically because I really don't know how to fix anything. <laughs> so at this point, I need to get like slightly better at that. So it's okay if the name doesn't, doesn't fit in the truest sense. I'll never get to that point, but I at least don't want it to be ironic. Well, but I was going to say our pitch would have been if we were like a destroyer style, like ad team, our pitch would have been you're Andy and you're not handy. So it would have been you like trying to fix something and then it would blow up. <laughs> it would be perfect. It'd be like, oh, Andy's not handy, but handy Andy has all your tools and stuff. Uh, my, my way of fixing things is uh, nothing blows up or is a disaster. What I do is I look at the problem for five minutes and I go, I don't know. And that's it. That's exactly that's what I, I do. <laughs> yep. And I call somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> oh, I get to that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I want to feign like I can fix it for at least a week and then be like, you know, it's more complicated than I thought it was. Uh, putting chewing gum straight on the leak didn't work too well. So I'm going to have to call somebody. Yeah. I, I'm we're in the same boat with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, for folks who are live in Chicagoland and been in Chicagoland and love those Chicagoland chains. If there's some that we forgot about, hit us up, let us know on our Twitter feed. That's at whiskey sessions or our email whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. And we'll read your email on a future episode, but we got to get to your emails for this episode. So without further ado, these are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails. And now we'll all right, B-Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox? We got another kind of like angry one. Um, Dear Whiskey Sessions, the number one thing I'm looking forward to doing once I'm vaccinated is opening a can of whoop-ass on YouTube clowns. Oh, Jesus. I'm still upset that you've never done a top five list covering the best museums. I'm normally a very mild-mannered fan of culture and history, but when I listen to each episode of your podcast go by and nary a mention of museums, it causes my blood to boil like the oceans of Hades. Sincerely, Herman in Germantown, Maryland. Wow. I mean, I could probably do a list of museums. I, I don't remember what a lot of them are called. I could do them for like Chicago. I would say Museum of Science and Industry is number one for me. Then the one with the dinosaur. What's that one called again? Field Museum. Field Museum. Yeah. Then maybe the Art Institute after that. Uh, there's one. Can we do the planetarium or the, does that count? Is that a museum? I think that counts, right? Okay. That can be number four and an aquarium is a museum of sorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's five. Easy. Nailed it. Suck it, Herman. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Herman. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, again, if you're going to send us an email, you're, you're allowed to be angry. I think that's okay. But you can also send us nice emails. Again, that email address is whiskey sessions whiskey sessions music at gmail.com i should say uh, and we'll read your email on a future episode but until then that does it for this episode uh making me miss chicago wanted to go to all those nice chicago chains uh Pimp, do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with if you live in germantown go kick herman in the pants yeah right in the pants he'll deserve it Handy yeah. Andy says, kick Sherman <laughs> Herman right in the pants. Herman's Hermans. Yeah. Uh, all right. Until next time, this is Amat saying peace out. And be pimp. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>